0: Just that, uh... Well, you know, Mr. Gung-Ho Christmas might have to blow away Santa. How are you doing sure, here? I'm really not interested, okay? Missile my
1: tail. roast my chestnut. I... Jingle my bell? What's the matter? night. Silent <clears throat> And welcome to a very supernatural Christmas. You're not listening to the wrong episode. You heard the opening of this episode, Sam and Dean busting in on the drunken Santa Claus and singing Silent Night to him. That is the same intro I played. On the very first episode of this podcast, which was recorded, by the way, on the 16th of December in 2016. I just want to point out that this is the sixth anniversary of this podcast now. Uh, The original first episode, which recorded at WCUW Studios in Worcester, Massachusetts, where I do most of my recordings and still do Radio Par, where my co-host has been on the show before. Uh, Mel Heflin, Merry Christmas from Japan. Hello.
0: Merry Christmas! Hello! Yeah. Thank you for having me, as
1: always. Yes, yes, of course. And the original recording was was done with Kat, who is also in the same industry that Mel, Mel works in more than me. I work in it seldomly. Mel works in it more often than I do. And um, Kat is a graduate of um, uh, television broadcasting uh, college. Uh, she graduated, I think, a year ago. And uh, has had a pretty kind of successful life as a producer so far of independent projects. Um, It would have been nice to have her back on for this episode to kind of redo the very first episode of the podcast, but it just wasn't meant to be. Um, But uh, yeah, Kat and I and her mom actually sitting behind us um, uh, because her mom drove her out to the studio to meet me. And to, I uh, actually I met her and her mom at the convention. And then her mom wanted to come out and see the studio and see where her daughter was going to do the recording. Uh, Cause Kat was a senior in high school, but 17 at the time. And so her mom just wanted to check out the studio and then she pretty much dropped her off anytime she needed to record. Um, so that was pretty nice. And then I got to know her, her dad as well and her sister. But uh, our first episode, I said, since we're clo- recording so close to Christmas, We'll do the Christmas special of Supernatural, which there has only been one. And at the time we recorded in 2016, uh, they were in season 11 or so, I think, in 2016. So I thought for this Christmas, and it's the sixth anniversary, and the fact that Mel never had a chance to do the Christmas episode, and there's only one Christmas episode, we would redo it and, uh, with the current co-host and uh, have some fun with it. Um, and Bell uh, has the plotline synopsis for us for the one and only Christmas episode of Supernatural, which is really terrible considering the show was on for 15 goddamn years.
0: <laughs> I wanted one every year. <laughs> Here we go. Okay.
1: The only other longest running show in the CW is Smallville, and Smallville had more Christmas episodes than Supernatural. <laughs> and Smallville is about Superman.
0: <laughs> they didn't even do Krampus. Come on now.
1: They never did. Grim did Krampus.
0: <laughs> A Very Supernatural Christmas originally aired December 13th, 2007. In this Christmas-themed episode, Sam and Dean follow the trail of an anti-Santa that abducts its victims by using their chimneys. Dean tries to get Sam to celebrate Christmas like they used to, but Sam doesn't want to accept that it could be the last one they'll spend together.
1: Yes, because this is the third season, which we've already kind of gone through at this point. Um, Dean was gonna be getting killed off, uh, Puppy so they made it seemed very <laughs> like finite and stuff. Very very sad. They never did a Thanksgiving episode either, did they?
0: Uh, it's not fair. I love holiday episodes. And that's why I love Bob's Burgers.
1: The Winchesters didn't have a, a Thanksgiving episode, did they?
0: I haven't seen too much of that yet.
1: Okay, I've only seen the first four episodes, and I'm willing to give that a chance. It's going to get more supernatural for me. <laughs> didn't
0: they already end it?
1: Oh, is it? Like okay, they canceled it? More? They canceled it?
0: I don't think they're, they're going to be making more. That's word on the web.
1: Uh, Walt, Walt, Walt. All right, yeah. we'll have discussion for another time. We'll get to Winchester's at some point, maybe. Um there I'm I'm taking some notes from the supernatural um official companion season three, and the monster of the episode is not Krampus, it is the Winter Solstice Pagan God. Um so you think we're dealing with a pagan god, Dean says. Sam says, Yeah, probably hold Nikar, God of the Winter Solstice. Dean says and all these Martha Stewart wannabes buying these fancy wreaths, yeah, it's pretty much like putting a neon sign on your front door saying, come kill
0: us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Despite the, uh, did you know, in the little did you know section about Christmas, did you know the meticulous research that goes into the supernatural lore, Eric Kripke admits that Sam got something wrong. Sam says Jesus was probably born in the fall. That's not true. Jesus was probably born in the spring, which is why there are lambs in the manger. They're spring lambs. Now, if... Scientists can predict where the North Star is going to be in about a year from now due to um, the the way the stars and the planet revolves around the sun and all that stuff. You don't mm-hmm. think they could figure out where the fuck the North Star was 2,200 years ago?
0: Oh, gosh. Uh, that's beyond
1: me. Yeah, 2,200 years ago because it's the year 2022. So 2,200 years ago, 2,000 years ago. Jesus Christ was born on year zero, right? So the North Star had yeah. to be, according to them, with the with also factoring in planetary drifts and stuff and, you know, things of that nature I can't possibly explain. They have predicted Jesus was born in the spring.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot of different conflicting sites, but I am more inclined to believe that.
1: So, what do you have about some pagan gods?
0: I I have a lot about pagan gods, and it depends on... These are going to be all over the place because of how many different sects there are of paganism. There's Druid sure. paganism and Nordic paganism, but we're not going to specifically get into that. Um, so, I'm just going to let you know which um, sect of paganism they're from when I mention them. Okay. Okay, so starting off, I'm gonna go ahead and start off with Hold Nikar, which is where this episode believes um not believes, uh, where they actually pulled the source for these gods. It was Hold Nikar, which claimed to be one of the original sources for Saint Nick. Um he was a totonic god. And um, there's not a whole lot on the internet about him. Um, the other two inspirations for the original supposed Santa Claus would be Odin, which, of course, is Nordic.
1: Uh-huh.
0: He brings gifts at time. And um, I have another note about Odin here. Well, you know, Odin is depicted at, as a older, white man with a beard, and he is said from the Germanic pagan tribes, um, he was oh, pulled Odin. along on a... Uh, well,
1: Odin's from Norse mythology. Yes.
0: Yeah. That he was pulled along by an eight-legged horse named Slipnir, who he would ride through the skies, just like the reindeer. And, you know, um, good stuff, good stuff. Um,
1: yeah. He, by the way, gets depicted in the Marvel comics uh, in certain flashbacks sometimes doing that sort of thing. He's being pulled by the um, the goats that you saw in Thor, Love and Thunder, or maybe possibly white reindeer and giving away presents to people. What's funny is that there's a joke in Love and Thunder about um, Her- uh, 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 Hercules's dad, Zeus, saying, you know, um, doing the count of like who had the most human sacrifices this year. And yes. you know, the Norse, you know, Thor and Jane and Valkyrie and Korg realizing, oh wait a minute, <laughs> human sacrifice. Yeah, we're uh we we might not want to ask them for help. <laughs> so because that's what they would do back then. They would ask for human sacrifices in order to get good stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, they would. They would. And um I just finished voicing a book on Norse paganism and it it touches on that and don't do that. That's what they used to do, but you know, go back to the roots, but don't go that far. Oh, I found in my notes: hold Nikar. He is claimed to be a flesh-hungry deity. Speaking of human sacrifices, he is de-
1: deity, deity, deity. No, you
0: said deity. Deity. Uh, I think, I think it's pronounced those. deity. Um, and, you know, the the lore is so mixed up, depending on the sources, but um, he evolved to become the protector of fishermen. Yep. Um, they they claim that they found his bones. Um, so the city of Myrda, Myra, modern day Turkey, in 1087, they had the bones of Holdnikar on display and a raiding party from Italy stole them. wild. They stole Santa Claus? Believe it. Yeah. So then we have Baldur, also Norse. And Baldur is associated with the legend of mistletoe. His mother, Frigga, honored Baldur and asked all of nature to promise not to harm him. But in her haste, she overlooked the mistletoe plant. So Loki took advantage of the opportunity and fooled Baldur's blind twin Hordor into killing him with a spear made of mistletoe. Of course, he was later brought back to life because
1: this is supernatural. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we have the Holly King.
1: By the way, and... in what episode do we see somebody wielding Thor's hammer? Uh
0: Yes, yes, when they had all of those um items on display,
1: yes, and uh in the uh return from the pandemic episode uh where we have our only other glimpse of Christmas when the um uh the wood nymph Mary poppins uh greets the boys as they come back from a mission, she's got a Christmas tree set up and deems like we're so we're so keeping her, oh, I loved her. And they bust in on a door. They bur- they burst open a door. Dean's got like a a sci-fi gun, which is escaping me. What science fiction movie or game that is from? But Sam is wielding M- Milner. Milner, nice, yeah.
0: If anybody would wield it, I wouldn't imagine it would be Sam
1: with the demon blood. Right, but sure. Sure. I mean, Dean, I mean, who, okay, yeah, Sam, Sam, Sam had the demon blood, but who actually became a demon?
0: <laughs> totally true. Totally true. Maybe Cass,
1: maybe. Maybe, but go on.
0: Okay, we've got the Holly King, and he is British slash Celtic. He is similar to the Green Man, which is, um, like, through paganism, and... The Holly King battles the Oak King for supremacy throughout the year, and at the winter solstice is when the Holly King is defeated in that culture. We've got La Bifania, and he's similar to, like, St. Nick, and he flies around delivering candy to well behaved children in January. And she is depicted as an old woman on a broomstick, like a witch. Super fun.
1: Yes. Now if you watch the Tim Allen Disney Plus series, The Santa Clauses, I think that witch shows up on that show. Uh they just finished their um their their first seems like it's a first season, by the way. Uh first season of that show, there is a witch living in the woods that helps um Scott reclaim the power of Santa Claus. Huh. And I believe that is the witch that you're referring to, but go on. Okay, we've got three more here.
0: I've got Tanaxin from Mexico, and the winter solstice was the festival of Tanaxin. On the following day, men struck women with bags of green paper.
1: Wait, I'm sorry, they did what to women?
0: They struck them, like hit okay. them with bags of of green paper, and it's not really depicted as... um. If the green paper was filled with something or, um, yeah. Yeah, just bags of green paper was their celebration.
1: So you would just go into the street, find a woman, and strike her in the face with a bag of green paper?
0: Uh, That's exactly what I'm picturing when I read up on this. Hashtag me too. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Kalach Beiru from Scotland, and um, the... She's the embodiment of the Dark Mother, the Harvest Goddess, the Hag and Crone Entity. And she appears in late fall as the Earth is dying. She brings storms and is often portrayed as a one-eyed woman with horrible, rusty-colored teeth and matted hair. Beautiful. And uh, I've got Horus from Egypt. And the only association there is that it is... The lore is that the goddess Isis bore the holy child Horus on December 25th. And it's assumed that that is where they got the birthday of Jesus from.
1: Huh, interesting. Mm-hmm. In the uh, in the episode, um, Dean asks Sam, so what the hell do you think we're dealing with? And Sam says, I actually have no idea. Yeah? It's going to sound crazy. And Dean's response is, what could you possibly say that sounds crazy to me? Um... Evil Santa? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when Sam goes into the lore that Mel just happened to go over as well. Um
0: I actually reached out for Santa to Santa to try to get him on this episode with us, but never heard back. Send him a letter and everything.
1: To Sam and Dean, we wish you a Merry Christmas We wish you we we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We hope you're dead by New Year. Best Christmas wishes <laughs> Edward and Mage Kerrigan. You're getting, uh, dear uh, Chuckleheads, you're getting nothing for Christmas. Mommy and Daddy are dead. You're getting nothing for Christmas because you ain't been nothing but bad. Ouch.
0: Oh, my. Did you know that um, the end scene where the boys are having a glass of eggnog and Sam asked Dean if it needs more kick? The glass was originally supposed to be non-alcoholic, but Jared Padalecki actually dumped most of a bottle of rum into the glass without telling him. So the surprised reaction was completely genuine.
1: That sounds like something these two would do. Oh my God. They must miss working together. (laughs) Um, Did you know that there's, okay, so there are two songs in this whole episode and one of course is silent night by Sam and Dean, Jensen and Jared. The other is uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by George Clooney's aunt. Really? Rosemary Clooney. I believe she is George Clooney's aunt. I believe. She just passed away in the last few years. I don't know. Rosemary Clooney. Maybe edit this part a little bit, Chris.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: (laughs) She didn't die in the last few years. She died in 2002.
0: <laughs> oh, that, that was
1: like last year, right? Uh, yeah. That was only last feels year. Feels like it. Um, let's see. Children, relatives. Uh, nep- Yes, I was correct. George Clooney is her nephew.
0: If they would have made... Do you remember back in like the mid-2000s when everybody came out with their own
1: Christmas album? I mean, that's still happening.
0: I wish they would have done a Supernatural one.
1: Oh, totally.
0: Oh, man, that would be so good. I'd listen oh, to Oh, I
1: didn't know. By the way, Rosemary Clooney, fun fact, she did appear in one episode of ER with her nephew. <laughs> she was uh, Madame Kavanaugh, Madame X. Mary Kavanaugh, Madame X. I don't quite remember that episode, but that is very funny. Um, She has a very small filmography, but probably, again, this is related to Christmas, since we're talking about Rosemary, because she does have a song at the end, which is a very nice little ending to the whole episode. Oh, um, she was in White Christmas. That is probably the most famous, one of the most famous classically old Christmas movies. Oh, Yeah, she was in White Christmas, um. The ending to the episode where they open their gifts and they just sit back and watch whoever's playing. It looked like the the Raiders. I couldn't quite tell. It was very snowy. Um, I I thought they watched a Christmas special, but no, they just watched the game and drink their eggnog. I'm assuming assuming Dean got like a pizza or burgers or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: But I would, if if that was me and a friend or me and my brother – That would be fine. I don't even know what I'm doing for Christmas. This will put be, if you're listening to this before Christmas, I don't know what I'm doing for Christmas this year. Christmas Eve, I spend with my son. Christmas Eve night, I don't know what I'm doing. Christmas Day, I will be broadcasting at night, Radio of Horror. We will be playing the uh, scores for Die Hard and Gremlins. Nice. Yeah, so... Tune into that if you're listening to this in time. I will definitely be going to a friend's house to do a, a bit of an exchange before my show. She said, "Yeah, come on by." So that will be in the evening. But uh, yeah, I don't have any Christmas Day plans or morning plans. I'm hoping to find something soon. So maybe if Mel Heppel is in, in is in the uh, United States this time next year, i will be visiting her for Christmas.
0: Maybe. Yeah.
1: Um. I don't have any other notes about. Uh, oh, the. Oh, sorry. I do have some more notes. I have the thing from the book itself. Uh, Christmas is a Christian holiday, and again, this is from the Supernatural Official Companion. Christmas is a Christian holiday that celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ. We know that. A major part of the Christmas tradition includes Christmas trees, gift giving, stringing enough Christmas lights to blind bind your neighbor, blind your neighbors, and of course, there's Santa Claus, a magical man who rides through the sky, a reindeer drawn, a showman. Uh, the things our research bore out were fascinating, says Eric Kripke. The god that we ended up finding was Hole the Car. The pagan god who travels by flying sled, wears red with fur with red trim, comes over the winter solstice, evergreens, and used to worship him. And there's only a hop, skip, and a jump to Old St. Nick. The main point is that Jesus wasn't born anywhere near December 25th. When you stop to think about it, it makes no sense. Christmas trees, mistletoes, the giant red man, which comes down the trim and gives you presents. You do all these strange rituals, yet... Does any of this have anything to do with Jesus being born in the Middle East, where sure, there sure aren't any evergreens whatsoever? It's all desert. They just slapped a Christ, uh, Christian name on them, and I'm surprised that isn't more common knowledge. It's fascinating real-life lore, and we were pleased to be able to make an episode about it. Of course, the pagan gods don't find it fascinating. They've lost most of their worshipers, which drained their powers, and they're still powerful enough to carve you up like a Christmas turkey. Just don't mistake meadow sweet for mistletoe, and you should be fine. <laughs> What do we have on Meadow Sweet? I'm gonna bring that up my notes right now. Uh, just as the, of course, the recording's gonna kill us soon. Then that's fine. We'll get out of here soon. Meadow Sweet, is what is a plant, and is what basically the um, the wreaths are made of. Now, looking at the real Meadow Sweet online, you could not make a wreath out of this. This looks like dandelions no. that you would blow, and they would fly away. It looks Not like a plant. What, what, am I, what am I thinking of? Not dandelions. What am I thinking of? It's kind of like a dandelion. That is a dandelion. Okay, that is a dandelion. I may have try So it says, Philpandola alamara, commonly known as meadowsweet or medwort, is a penereal herbaceous plant. I am butchering these words. And the perennial herbaceous that grows in a dead meadows and is native throughout most of Europe and Western Asia. Do either one of our two pagan gods look like they're from Western Asia? No. Okay. that's That was the one weird thing. And yeah. this stuff
0: is abundant, not rare. It's mentioned in the episode how rare it is. Like, oh, you made the wreaths from Meadowsweet. That stuff's super rare. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but every photo I see of Meadowsweet does not look like you could put together a wreath with it. And the, those Did you know that it's edible? By what? Us or animals? Us. Oh, I would not want to eat this. What do you eat it with? Steak? Human?
0: Well, like, you know, it's herbaceous. So, it's like, herbaceous, you break it down. Herb. You can use it as an herb. Oh, okay. But
1: the reefs weren't white, right, in the episode? I mean, they had some white in them. No,
0: they were, they were like a, weren't they like a pale pine?
1: Kind of right. like a oh, 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 okay. I think what they did was they took a regular wreath and strung the metal suite through it because you can't do anything. Everybody would look up online and go, You can't do you can't make a wreath with metal suite, but you can make a wreath with metal suite. I don't think it would look good. I think you can make a regular wreath and string the metal suite through it. Yeah. That's what you could do. You cannot make a wreath entirely of metal suite. That's impossible. That that's every picture I'm seeing. It, it, it's you, you can't do that. It's, <laughs> it just, it would be impossible. I mean, it would take forever if you could, and it would just, it wouldn't look like the way it does in the episode. So, I think they made the wreath with the metal suite, but it's an interesting way of basically adding it in there. Um, there's nothing in the supernatural book about the metal suite being used that way, but that's totally fine. They do say the art department did a brilliant job of making everything completely insanely over the top Christmas um we really twisted christmas up good and they did in the in the in the home of the pagan gods and of course with the um you know the fruitcake that gets seen and then of course the the shitty santa park and then of course uh you know sam decorating the hotel room for his brother yeah it was beautiful i love it if so- you would like to learn more about any of these uh consult your local library or your local christmas not tree store but there are a lot of christmas stores that deal with heavy, heavy amounts of trees and wreaths uh, for the holidays, you might be able to find somebody who's got the metal suite in your local area. It's probably very expensive, but just a, you know, quick FYI, FYI about that. Uh, Mel, where can people find you online and all of oh, your looking glory all over the internet from what I'm seeing right now? I just need one more second.
0: If you're interested in learning more about all of the, christian borrowing from pagan holidays just google saturnalia which is you know the holiday that it's derived from also if you're listening to this prior to christmas please give a watch to mrs claus aka stirring it's free to watch on youtube and i play a pretty substantial part in the beginning you can find me online at twitter facebook wherever it's all at mel heflin back to you Chris.
1: Uh, Oh, yes, and Mel will post a picture up of the poster of the Mrs. Claus online. Um, Mel, do you have any connection to the creature in question in the movie other than Mrs. Claus?
0: I unfortunately
1: do not, but there's
0: always next year.
1: Not movie, I meant TV show. But yeah, we're going to get back to that segment. What, uh, What creature did Mel happen to fight? But this one, I knew there was no other connection other than the Mrs. Claus movie which is like a horror movie. Uh, You want to see a kick-ass Santa Claus movie that Santa Claus is, the Santa Claus you kind of know, but a little rougher. Go watch Violet Night with David Harbour from Stranger Things as Santa Claus. It was fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> I need
1: to see it. It is so good. It is honestly the best Christmas action kind of film since Krampus. But a lot of people say it's the best day of Christmas action movie since Die Hard, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably true too. <laughs> there's not a lot of great I'll Christmas action movies. So, um, and and let's face it, a lot of the Christmas horror movies are terrible. They're not good. <laughs> um, there's a new one out, Santa Claus chopping people up and it's Santa Claus himself with an act. It's just it's garbage. A lot of people hated it. They're like, stick to Violet Knight. Um, you can find us on our. Sh- Facebook group Supernatural Creatures and Lore, and on my Twitter at Christy Sav. Feel free to send us an email at radiopar at gmail.com And everyone, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. In our next episode, we'll be talking about race here on Supernatural Creatures and Lore.